Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And that music does mean it is time for us, us being those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. Jeff Smith, normally in the golf cave at uh, Edinburgh, Indiana's Timbergate Golf Course, has, uh, has slipped the surly bonds of Indiana and has found himself down in Hilton Head teaching golf to folks who are actually living in a place where, meteorologically speaking, it's possible to play golf comfortably. And he's down there. However, communication between the two of us seems to be lacking. We did the pre-show routine. We have a pre-show routine. Much like we preach you should have a pre-shot routine. We did everything we normally do, including the sacrifices to the radio gods, to the internet gods, and to the weather gods. But somewhere along the line, our sacrifices were judged and found to be wanting. Uh, we had absolutely no luck communicating back and forth this week. He from Hilton Head, me in the studio. Telephone communication didn't work. The internet communication didn't work. Um, we were trying to string tin, tin cans with a string between them, but that was it was just too much distance to cover. So we didn't make it. So what we're going to do is revisit a visit we had back in July, I guess it was, with uh, Jonathan Coachman. Coach from WWE and from ESPN. A piece of work, that man, who's also working with an organization called PGA Reach. Very worthwhile. The conversation itself was fun, was funny, and very entertaining. And we also uh, talked about gimmies and the rules that should govern gimmies. But you know what a gimme is. A gimme is um, an agreement between two people, neither of whom can putt to save their lives. We talk about when you should give them, when you shouldn't give them, when you're a jerk for not giving one, you know, that, that type of stuff. And then also talking about Joe Buck. You know, Joe Buck is a good baseball play-by-play guy. Enjoy him immensely in baseball. He's very good in, in football. Golf, not so much. Fox is no longer doing golf. In fact, we're talking about that in this uh, week's episode, and we're talking about how Fox is not only not doing golf, but they're paying $37 million to somebody else to do it for them. And then we also want to let you know that this week's edition of Those Weekend Golf Guys is brought to you in part by my bookie. Tee it up with my bookie to get action on your favorite golfer in this weekend's tournament, or you can choose from all the latest major events. Bet on anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.com and use the promo code GOLFGUYS and you're going to get some extra cash in your account. You are welcome. Great show. It's coming up. Stay with us. Could COVID really cost you your home? Well, cybercrime is up 75%, but the type you really need to worry about is home title theft, which is why you need home title lock. Cyber criminals are after our homes, and it's easier than you'd think. The title documents to our homes are online now. The thief finds your home's title and forges your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home, and he's the new owner. Then he takes out loans on your home and leaves you in debt. You won't know until late payments or eviction notices arrive. Insurance doesn't cover you, and neither do common identity theft programs. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock protects your most valuable asset. The instant Home Title Lock detects someone tampering with your home's title, they help shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and receive 30 free days of protection with promo code RADIO. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. 
BlueChew.com. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. You know, Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost, both of which make them easier to swallow. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Well, it is all done online. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and some important safety information. And we've got a special deal for you right now. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code GOLF at checkout. Just pay 5 bucks for the shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code GOLF, to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the show. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us and you want to make us real happy. Just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. It's us, those weekend golf guys. We are here, John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the golf cave in um, Edinburgh, Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course. It it was a scheduling conflict, they say. Fox had this, they paid, they, uh, they bid. Outbid NBC by Boku Bucks, about $1.2 billion for a 12-year contract to wow. uh, to broadcast the, was it the four majors from the USGA? The US Open, Senior yeah. Open, Women's Open, and Amateur. Yeah. But because of the COVID thing, there's been a scheduling conflict where now the US Open is not going to be played until September – which makes it very difficult for Fox because they have both the uh, the World Series, should that ever get played, and the NFL. Yeah, how about how about this now, right? Now that now all of a sudden they give up on the the U.S. Open coverage and everybody's going to watch it because they're they're banking on baseball being played. Yeah, or football, Uh-oh. maybe college, maybe pro. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> this is a big gamble, isn't it? Isn't it though? Isn't it though? But the thing of it is, is Fox said we can't do it. Go back to your second bid, which was NBC Universal, and NBC said, "Yeah, okay, but we're not going to pay any more than we bid originally," which was thirty-seven million dollars a year short of what Fox bid. So, so guess who's got to come up with the extra money for the remainder of the contract? Yes, sir, Oops. Fox. <laughs> so those Oops. commercials for the NFL coverage just went up substantially. Yes, you know. Yes, they did, didn't they? Uh, oh boy. I That's stopped, a tough decision. Yeah, it is, man. I don't know about you, but I stopped. Um, I stopped watching Fox coverage when they got rid of uh, what's her name, Holly. Yeah, just I think that's true. I think a lot of people did. Was, I not worth it anymore. I, look, she was she was very popular on the Golf Channel, right? And then yeah. and then Fox snatched her up. Yeah. And then and then it didn't seem like they used her in the best possible way either. The entire the entire programming thing of Fox doing golf was. Awkward. It was it's, yeah, awkward it to like watch. It. it seemed like they were all awkward in doing it. And it was, you know, it's kind of like the embarrassment when you're embarrassed for somebody. You know, you just like, yeah, oh, I right. really don't want to watch this because they're making me feel like, bad. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Boy, yeah. that's got to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were happy about their production work. They liked the, the, the one thing they added was the, the, the whole um, drone coverage. Now, I liked that. 
I thought that was pretty cool too, right? Yeah. I actually, you know, I, I think there was a couple of broadcasts that had Greg Norman on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I remember that. And I like listening to him talk. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was talking in context uh, of what was going on, but I can't, I can't remember it. But I do think that he's got a lot of value, a lot of good things to add to the to the to golf coverage. Yeah. But what yeah. I don't really recall, it's been too long ago, to whether he had something that was really valuable to that broadcast segment or not. I I just don't know. Yeah. But well, I liked it. We've got a long long time broadcast announcer time a guy joining us here with uh. Mr. Mr. Jonathan, my coach, Coachman, how you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good, man. Terrific. We're just, we're just talking a little bit about uh, how Fox uh, gave up golf. And, uh... <laughs> uh, well, you know, a lot of people would say that NBC never should have gave it up in the first place. That's true. Place. That's um, true. You know, it's it's like one of those things. If you if uh, you know, in the world of WWE, if you wrestle one match a year, how good are you really going to be? And Fox kind of did one, two events a year. Right. And so it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they weren't great at it. They just, um, you know, the COVID kind of forced their hand because they weren't going to be able to cover it yeah. like they needed to this year. So yeah, we, we what start, can you do? Start off the segment with a quote. Just says, uh, Nance Hicks to Rico, all better at calling golf than me. It was Joe Buck who said that. So at least he was, you know, realistic about his uh, his abilities there. But um, it'll be nice. You know, we, we, I've been around Joe Buck quite a few times, and he is very self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. He's got a great sense of humor. And he also, when you're at his level and you call a World Series when you're 27 years old, yeah. then you you know, you know you're know you elite. And people That's that it. don't think he's elite, they just don't know TV. Oh, no, man. He's, he's a, one so, of the best baseball play-by-play guys ever. And uh, I yeah, think that no that's doubt. the thing. People people got to put them – in, in context, where, where did they, where did they make their, you know, where did they make the name for themselves? And Joe Buck made it in baseball and he's mm-hmm. excellent there. Yeah. And, I, it, uh, it drives me crazy. It, it drives know, me he, crazy when people say that he, what he didn't deserve because of his dad. That's how he got in. You don't get a world series by a network because your dad was who he no, was. No, you, that no. just doesn't happen. So he was good. At right. It. Yeah. He was no, good at it. Right. He made his name and, there. And I have and a great Joe you, Buck world series story. Okay. Oh, tell it. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I, ESPN sent me, I'm a huge Royals fan, born and raised in Kansas. And so the two years the Royals went in 14, 15, um, they, I got to cover every game. So the first game, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the, uh, uh, the feed went down. So they had to switch over to the international feed, which was Matt Vaskersian and uh, John Smoltz which is actually how Smoltzy ended up getting his main gig because people heard how good he was. Mm. So I was at, I was downtown doing my live stuff and I get back to the hotel afterwards and all my guys are sitting at the bar and I don't even look up. I just walk in. I'm like, guys, did you see what happened tonight? Cause in like the third inning, Joe Buck said, screw this. I'm kicking Matt out and I'm calling the game with John Smoltz. And that's exactly what happened. So I said, man, I said, and, and I'm good friends with Matt Vaskersian. Uh-huh. And I said, Buck just kicked him right out of the studio and said, this is my show and I'm doing it. And my buddy hits me on the leg and he like points over there and I look up and Joe Buck is at the bar with his hat like this, with his head down, sipping a beer. And he looks up at me and he goes, <laughs> just like that, like you're damn right, I did. <laughs> he wasn't even offended. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, yeah. it was my show. Exactly, and I am going to do it." It was hilarious. Oh my god, it could have gone so sideways right there for me, uh, but it didn't. It was funny. It was yeah. funny. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. It's, it's going to be. I like we were just saying too. We we kind of we liked it when uh, when Holly was there, but um, 
Do you ever work with Holly at ESPN or Golf Channel? Holly, who? Uh, Saunders? No, no. Um, she never worked at ESPN. That's right. She, she was went Golf, from Channel. Golf Channel to yeah. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, I worked with her ex husband who uh, completely overplayed his hand during that situation. <laughs> um, and uh, you'd be hard pressed to find out where he is these days. I don't even know what he's doing now. Yeah. Um, but she's gone from him. She dated the the coach of the Arizona Cardinals for a long time. Yeah. And uh, and she's moved on to someplace else. I don't even know. But yeah. sometimes you get that big gig, you got to understand why you got it. Yeah. And she changed everything she was doing instead of being who she was and why you know why she got it. So it is what it is. It it is indeed. And it I know we yeah. uh, I ran I ran into her in the hallway at the PGA show a couple of years back. The woman you tried to do it like three or four times after that too. Yeah, I tried, but you know she. <laughs> Her security started following me, man. You know? <laughs> but, well, like, I can say that if you, if you look at her now and then, it's 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 hard to – they don't even look the same. No, but she is an impressive, an impressive young woman. Before we get into the next segment, we're actually going to deal with why Coach Coachman is with us this week. Uh, one, quick, one quick question I want to ask you is – Totally forgot what the question was. Okay. It's a great question. Never mind. Wasn't it a great, great question? question? It was an absolutely <laughs> phenomenal question. It popped into my head and it popped out just as quick. I have a I have a brain like a steel sieve, man. You know? I really well, do. Well, I can't remember a name, so so <laughs> you're you're ahead of me. You're ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got you. Yeah. That is Jonathan, yeah, exactly. the coach, coachman. And we are going to be talking with him at great length when we come right back. Hang with us. We are those weekend golf guys. Zig Ziglar said that if I like you, I will talk to you. But if I trust you, I will do business with you. And that's the frustration of all of us in the business world. It takes so much longer to build trust than it does just to get someone to like you. Unless you have a shortcut. And that's why we're here. We have a shortcut. It's called golf. We have a free group for you to join and we can explain it all. It's called the Back Nine Advisory Board. Go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com and join for free our Facebook group, The Back Nine Advisory Board. Build trust with customers and potential customers in 18 holes. The Back Nine Advisory Board for all business people who want to learn how to quickly get their clients and their potential clients to trust them with golf. The Back Nine Advisory Board, thebusinessgolfcourse.com. That's thebusinessgolfcourse.com. It's gearing up to be a great month for sports, and by extension, a great month to make some extra money with my bookie. With March Madness right around the corner, my bookie's offering a shot at a share of $10,000 with the My Bracket Contest, and it's only a single dollar entry. Plus, there's a ton of NBA action on tap, and we've got not one, but two UFC pay-per-view cards to bet on. So regardless of your favorite player or team, you've got the choice from thousands of lines and prop bets on all major sports. And it's all in one place at my bookie. Do yourself a favor. Get a head start by signing up today with promo code GOLFGUYS. And they'll match your first deposit halfway up to 1000 bucks. That's free cash credited to your account instantly on top of your deposit. The best part is you always have access to the action, whether you're at home or on the go. 
Visit the website online or on your phone at mybookie.ag and use promo code GOLFGUYS to grab yourself a deposit bonus. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. There's a group of guys I play golf with regularly. I gotta tell you, the first thing we do in the first tee, we fire up a good cigar. Because there is nothing that goes better with golf than a good hand-rolled cigar. And that's just the first one. And we all use Cigars International. We found them. Have you seen them yet? Have you used them? They've got all the right choices for a round of 18 and all the right gizmos and gadgets that make it as easy as possible. They've got windproof torches. They have crush-proof travel cases. And they get those clips that attach to the golf cart. And they have great cigar deals from their daily deals to weekly specials to the Cigar of the Month Club. And if you don't know what you want, get one of their sampler packs. And right now, Cigars International is offering our listeners 10% off plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off your order plus free shipping. To take advantage of these incredible savings, just go to CigarsInternational.com and use the promo code GOLFGUYS when you're ready to check out. That website is Cigars with an S International.com and use promo code GOLFGUYS. 10% off plus free shipping, CigarsInternational.com. And thanks for hanging. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith, the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana at one of the best courses in Indiana, Fuzzy Zeller's Timbergate Golf Timbergate Course. Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh. And with yes, us, sir. the celebrity corner, Jonathan, the coach, coachman, who you know yes, from sir. WWE, you know from the long drive championship announcing. I've even heard you on um, the Madden football, haven't I? Well, I am one of the three voices on Madden football. That was kind of a bucket list for me, and uh, it's pretty cool to be on the biggest uh, sports game in the in America. Yeah, yeah. And now you are a, a brand new ambassador to the yep. uh, the whole PGA Reach program, man. Which is a which is a pretty cool program in and of itself, man. How'd you get involved? Yeah, with it really is. Yeah, it, it's why well, about a year ago. You know, when I left ESPN a couple of years ago, there were several reasons why. Uh, but I love golf, and I had the ability uh, to do three years of the Masters, uh, digital highlights. And I've loved golf my entire career. Uh, I played a little bit of college golf. I wasn't very good, but I played a little bit. And it's just what I want my future to be. And uh, I got asked to be a part of an event a year ago. Uh, it went fantastic uh, at their big collegiate championship. And then we started talking about what PGA Reach is and what PGA Works is and the direction that the PGA of America wants to go in. And now, even more than a year ago, they have so much work to do as an organization, but there's so many really good people there. And so it's a place that I really think I can help. I think that we can diversify the world of golf. But at the same time, you've got to put people uh, on TV, on podcasts, in the public eye, not just mm -hmm. behind the scenes. Yeah. Because if, if people at home aren't seeing the changes, then whether it's right or wrong, those changes aren't happening. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to be a part of the change uh, and also bringing kids out of college or young adults who want to change their careers and introducing them to the golf business. Cause so many people think that you have to be a professional golfer to be in the golf business, or you have to be a PGA professional, be in the golf business. Right. And that's just not the case. There are hundreds and hundreds of different uh, careers that you can have within the golf space. 
Yeah. Jeff's done all of them. Well, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> not quite. I've done the head golf professional routine. I've done the, uh, I've done the general manager routine. Um, you know, I've been a club fitter and, and just, but the best part is a teacher. I get to deal with people every day. I get to help them play the game better. Um, you know, I, I, I think I found the right spot. Yeah. Well, and, and it's great that you have, because at, at the core of what the PG America is, it is about teaching. But what I've tried to introduce to them with my expertise in the entertainment field, as you said, having spent 10 years, well, really 20 years working for uh, WWE since I've been out of college, but then 10 years at ESPN, is that you have to, to put the spotlight on something that is so important, like the teaching aspect, like the diversity aspect. Uh, you've got to produce your own content. And that's what I hope the PGA of America starts to do uh, is really start to do their own. It's almost like the Netflix model. You do your own so you control the narrative and then you can put the spotlight on the teaching professionals, which is such a big part of what the PGA of America is. There's a lot of um, incorrect attitude about golf. A lot of people, especially younger people, look at golf and think it's boring. And yep. maybe that's because of the way it's covered or the way how long it takes to play or whatever. You got any uh, any little magic tricks up your sleeve to make it more uh, attractive? Well, even before I became an ambassador and it got out there that I was working with the PG of America, uh, I would take offense when people would say that to me because clearly they weren't approaching the game the right way. But right. there's a lot of ways that now you can make it more entertaining. The PGA Tour is starting to embrace these things. The PGA of America, they have to get there, but they're starting to embrace. And it's about doing the interviews on the course. It's about uh, gambling being a big part of the sport. And mm -hmm. you can't hide that anymore. You can't ignore that anymore because now young people, 18 to 34, they love to place bets. Yeah. And golf is a great place to do that. And so if you embrace that and like when I watch the Golf Channel shows, and I've said this in meetings, You've got to put some odds up there. Like last week, Dustin Johnson was 25 to 1. You'll never see that again because he'd been on a, on a two-year slump for him. Mm -hmm. And if you make it more relevant to what young people are doing, then they're going to gravitate towards that sport. Look at NASCAR. You put them on a Wednesday night. You now start to, to implement uh, the gambling aspect in the NASCAR head up. And now they're getting 6 million viewers on a Wednesday night. <laughs> so how do you do that for the sport of golf? Well, you've got to evolve. You've got to change. And you can't be scared to make the necessary changes that you have to have. You can't be stuck in 1985, 1995 and be so ultra conservative mm -hmm. that you're not serving the fans that you want. There are fans, guys. A couple of years ago, I took SportsCenter to WrestleMania. The very next day, we went to the Masters and me and Matt Barry were walking around and at least 20 people came up to me and said, Coach, I was just at WrestleMania too. Mm -hmm. And then they came to the Masters. And that was so eye-opening for me because I've been telling my, my bosses at ESPN for so long that there are fans of golf, fans of wrestling, fans of basketball, and they all do this. Yes. And the more that we can do this, then you're going to have more eyeballs on everything. But if you continue to ignore that, mm -hmm. then you're going to be what I call a silo company, a silo organization, and you're going to stand all by yourself. Yeah. And especially right now, you can't survive that way. Can't afford that. I thought that uh, the the special with uh, Phil and uh, and Tiger, along with uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, was an excellent idea. I mean, it was like almost genius to to bring those two in to to bring more people I, in to watch golf. 
after one of my one of my really good friends, and, and I value his friendship so much. And now that I live in California, I don't get to see him as much. Is Joe LaCava, Tiger's uh, uh-huh. caddy, and he's taught me so much about just not just the sport of golf, but a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And when they did the first one, I said, "Oh, this is not going to be good because as great as Tiger is, he's not a great." Uh, talker. He's not a great trash talker. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of talked with his game. Right. Um, in, in a very, very polite way. He, he grew up shielded by his parents mm-hmm. and was kind of a golf nerd a little bit. Right. Yeah. So you have to put personalities with them to bring that out. And Peyton is an incredible trash talker. Tom <laughs> Brady has emerged now that he's out in New England yeah. to have this incredible personality that we never knew that he had. That's right. He put those four together, and Phil is the best talker in the history of golf, probably. Yep. Um, <laughs> that model, now you see that it works. Yeah. And you're going to see the, this match every single year. And if you can raise $20, $30, 40000000 million a pop for 18 holes of golf, it was a win-win. I agree with you. Actually, it was phenomenal. And then the, the line that Peyton yep. had about he wished Tom Brady played a place where they hated him, like Boston. You know, <laughs> that was great. That was great. And that, and to your point, that was the use of social media at its highest level. Yeah, it's to put out entertaining content mm-hmm. to push towards the show. Yeah, and I wish everybody just used social media for that instead of for the all the the vile stuff that you see all the time. I just use my social media to push content out, and I rarely read anything anymore. You know, and the other thing that I loved about it too is is it it showed how I don't know how hard the game is, but it showed that even great athletes aren't great at golf, and you can have a the, lot the, of fun without being great. Exactly, it, it does. It doesn't matter. And the first nine holes, Tom Brady looked like the rest of us. Yeah, and then and then he pulled off the the holding out from the fairway, <laughs> which you realize, wait a second, Tom Brady's been blessed. Uh, like most of us have never been blessed. Right. So uh, it, it was great. And and that's I think that's the thing that why I want to be involved in the game so deeply and 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 really want to be not just a spokesman, but I want to be involved in the PG of America. I want to be in the building, in the rooms, in the mm-hmm. meetings, because I think that we can make this game really, really fun. Yes. But you've got to have people in the room that are willing to make those calls. And this is the one thing a lot of people either like Vince McMahon or they don't. But the one thing I've learned from him that I take with me to every single thing that I do is that when you make a decision and you, and you decide to do something, 95% of the time, if you do it and it fails and you don't linger on it and then you try something else, people forget that you tried it. Right. Right. So, but then if you hit something and it hits big, now all of a sudden, so I love to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. And I'm not scared to fail. Because in that failure comes out sometimes great success. Phil Tiger one was not a success, I didn't believe. No. Match number two, huge success because they made the the, the changes yep. that needed to be made. They understood sometimes it's a simple what was going process on. that people overthink. The impression I get is that the guys who run the PGA of America will never do anything for the first time. They uh, they need some new blood in there to try to like you to get get some new ideas in and to start <sighs> thinking a little fresh out of the box, maybe. Even how much I hate that expression, but we've got a few seconds left. Jonathan, the coach, coachman, uh, our guest here, and, and um, is there anything that we can do as as fans of golf to help you in what you're trying to do with PJ Works and PJ Reach? I I just think as is every every show, every personality, every, it, it's nothing is too small and nothing is too big. Okay, and I think what we've learned during this pandemic is is and I, I wear this mask all the time when I wear my mask out. It says we're all in this together. And I think that's a perfect saying for the world of golf mm-hmm. because it's really the only sport that from 10 
to 70, 80, we can all play right. and we can all be involved. And to have positive attitudes, to not have the, the usual, oh, it's, it's boring. Anybody watched the last three weeks of the tour without fans, it still wasn't boring. No, You got to buy into the competition, but you, you've got to do it in different ways. Try DraftKings. You don't have to, to gamble on everything if you don't want to, but DraftKings is fantasy golf. Yeah. That can be a lot of fun because it now is. you're starting to learn names of guys that aren't just top 10 players in the world. You can learn who Will Gordon is. You can learn who Richie Rowinski is. You can learn who a lot of these guys are um, and all these great stories. And I think storytelling is a lost art. And being able to storytell well verbally is a lost art. And that's how players, PGA professionals, and also people behind the scenes are going to make golf where it needs to be. And especially right now, I think golf could be taken to a whole new level because right now it's one of the few sports that is going to be pandemic proof. In fact, if you've ever tried to get a tee time in the last three months, you know that the play is up in golf. The only thing that's increased through yeah, the pandemic right. is people up playing golf. Jonathan, no the no coach, doubt. coachman, man, we are just pleased as punch to have you on with us for the length of time you can be here. I know you got to run, but good luck, man. You ever get in town for the Derby? We do this out of Louisville, Kentucky, man. You come in for the Derby anytime. I will reach out, and if you guys ever need me on, you call. I'll be happy to do it. I love talking golf especially with people who really know the game. And so you let me know, and let's keep this thing growing. And let's just uh, kind of draw a line in the sand right now and push it forward. You got so it. Thank you. Jonathan to Coach right. Coachman. Thanks for joining us here on those Weekend Golf Guys. Thanks, Coach. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golfguys. During the COVID-19 lockdown, our standards have been relaxed. We have given up looking good for feeling good. Pajama pants or sweatpants were fine when everything you did was on Zoom, but now things are relaxing and it's about time to get back out into public. I am excited because I have found, first off, our new partner, Public Rec. Uh, We want to welcome them in as a new partner here on those weekend golf guys. But they make leisure wear in waist and in seam sizes. They feel, and we agree, comfort starts with a better fit. My favorite pants are their best-selling. It's called All Day Everyday Pants. They're a much more stylish alternative to sweatpants and much more comfortable alternative to jeans. I got to tell you, I have never had pants fit this well. And I don't feel sloppy. And who knew you could look this sharp in sweats, right? I'm in the process of changing all the pants in my wardrobe to these because, I mean, these things are great. Like they said, they feel like sweats. They look like dress pants. You can lounge at home. You look sharp for work. Headed out to the bar. Go and play golf. Visiting clients. Whatever. All day, every day pants come in waist and inseam sizing. So they will fit short guys. They'll fit tall guys. And they'll fit everyone in between. They come in nine different colors, which means you can have one for every day of the week and then uh, two left over. You can start a whole new rotation. Now, you can get your whole wardrobe from Public Rec because they've got incredibly comfortable shorts and T-shirts, Henleys and polos, hoodies, jackets, and golf gear. They got it. Public Rec rarely discounts. But right now, they have an exclusive offer just for Golf Guys listeners. Go to publicrec.com slash golfguys. Use the promo code GOLFGUYS to receive 10% off. That's Public Rec, R-E-C, and use our promo code GOLFGUYS for 10% off. Just got back from the post office. We're standing in line behind grandmas, and they were all in masks and six feet apart. And I'm going, come on, I got a business to run here, people. I should have used stamps.com, and from now on, I'm going to. I'm not going to stand in line at the post office ever again, and I would suggest you do the same thing, too. You can just use your computer to print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Then you just call them and schedule a pickup, or you can go drop it off. 
five cents off every first class stamp, up to 40% off priority mail, and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Yeah, you heard me right. UPS. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, and I want you to sign up now and give you even a better deal. When you use our promo code GOLFGUYS, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Golf Guys. Stamps.com. Enter Golf Guys. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And we are back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Man, coach is cool, man. That's yeah, great. Yeah, was, I like I like to hear his fresh take on things. I've things, listened right? to him like everywhere, and I've never really met the man, but it's it's really cool. So yeah, we got a new we got a new friend with those. It was nice having guys. him on. Yeah. Hey, we told you earlier that uh, we were going to delve into the entire world of gimmies. As as we posted on our Facebook page, a gimme is officially an agreement between two people, neither whom can putt to save their lives, basically, you know. Good, good. They're They're both eight-footers, but good, good. Saving each other the embarrassment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's That's what that is. It is. It is definitely it. But there are some rules, or at least there should be, because it's not carved in stone. What is and what is not a gimme, when a gimme is appropriate, how long should it be? Whatever, um, you know, a lot of people just basically say if it's inside the the leather of the putter, which is a which is a term that nobody understands anymore because yeah, there's the no leather in leather. golf anymore, right? <laughs> there's not the golf bags aren't even made out of leather anymore, right? That's right. <laughs> that was the inside the leather meant you know like within the confines of the the shaft of the club, yeah, from because the, the leather was the, the end grip. of the head to the beginning of the grip, yeah, yeah, and just just over about two feet. Right. Yeah. And and they're doing that. So that way they could <clears throat> speed up play. Yeah. And yeah, now, that's what it was. Well, over in Europe, they do, they do match play a whole lot. And yeah. gimme seem to be a, a staple of match play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and people are playing against each other and they're like, yeah, that's good. I'm not going to make you putt that until it's time to putt that. Yeah. And, and that's when, that's when a lot of guys turn into jerks. They do it on purpose. Some people have a strategy, right? All right, John, I'm going to give that to you the first 12 holes. And then all of a sudden, depending on the state of the match. That's right. But wait till 13. I'll make you put that 13th one. 18. That's right. Uh, Right. Some some people have opined when a putt is not a gimme. Never should be. And really, I would never give a gimme if it's for somebody to win the hole. If somebody's going to beat me, I'm going to make them beat me. I'm not going to surrender. You know, but then again, you know. I'm I'm a little different than a lot of people, right? I mm-hmm. I don't really care unless right. I'm playing them. And if I'm playing, if I'm really truly playing them, well, I mean, they're gonna putt everything. Yeah, I mean, if it's not for grins and giggles, you know. Yeah, I, if it's grins and giggles, okay, fine. Yeah, go go pick it up. I don't yeah, care what good. you Let's do. Go. Right. But I'm not changing my thoughts on this. As soon as I am actually competing with somebody, I'm not competing with them just with the shots that they strike. I'm competing with them on every shot that they strike, mm-hmm. you know, like the putts included. Like I'm not competing with them saying, okay, we're in competition about that bunker shot or about that tee shot or about that wedge to the green or about any of the other things any differently than if it's a putt. I don't care if it's two feet, three feet. I know that's where people are in their comfort zone or out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And if that's my chance to win the hole, then that's my chance to win the hole. They're putting it. Yeah. And maybe I'm just being a jerk about it, but if we're actually competing, then finish it. Well, you know, like like Coach said, 
a, a lot of people gamble now. Gambling is becoming more more and more prevalent in the game. Yes, and, because it used to be illegal. At yeah, wood, but right? uh, but if if you've got a few bucks attached to that putt, nobody's going to give it to you. I don't care no. who you are. And then there I'm are not. there are purists who don't give gimmies at all. In fact, I, I was in a clubhouse, uh, one of the the golf courses here in town, and there's just a little thing over the <laughs> the the back of the uh, counter that says. If golf was a game of gimmies, why play? Yeah, you know? right. I can understand that. There's a, there's a lot of people out there, you know, taking their gimmies, right? And then all of a sudden, they're, they're, here's where I have a problem with that thought is, well, okay, then they're going to go post their score and make, create their handicap out of that. And then they're going to go play in a tournament. And chances are that their handicap's not indicative of how they're really going to play at all mm-hmm. yeah. because they can't handle those short putts. Because yeah. they never have to put them, and all of a sudden them. you got a little pressure on them, and then yeah. they're in a tournament or some of some kind, and now they got to play it. There's like, one okay. thing, one thing that I would say: always give a gimme to somebody who is out of the hole if you're competing. Don't make them, especially take the chance of missing it. And you know, somebody's already got a birdie, and this guy's putting for par. You ain't got a chance of winning. Let him take the gimme instead of walking off with a bogey or something, because that would be terribly embarrassing. Well, yeah, the hole's already over, <laughs> right? Right. Don't, you know, I mean, so it. it's, it's over. It's over. Just move on to the next hole. Right. Yeah. But also they, but it, they say, don't give any birdie putt. No, you're going to earn that. an inch or something. Right. Yeah. Guy sits there and flags one. I mean, come on, you know, he's going to make it, but you know, at the <laughs> same time, personally, if I hit one up there to two feet from, you know, whatever it was 190 yards out for birdie and I'm, I got a two footer, uh-huh. you know, I want the satisfaction of tapping that thing in. I want to hear it. I just do. I want, I want to hear it go yep. in the hole. I want yes, to see I it go do. in the hole. I want to reach down and pick it out of the hole. Yep. One of the things that you should not do is don't sit there with, you know, a questionable three and a half, four footer and dilly dally, hoping someone will finally say, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cause that's the time when I know somebody's going to miss it. Yeah. Because that's, right? that's if basically they're waiting around to get it. They don't have yeah, very just, much confidence. No, but just, but acting like that's basically pathetic. Don't do that. This this must be your rule. The Jeff rule says be liberal with gimmies on the front, conservative on the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's where I see a lot of people. They talk about how they do that as a strategy, right? Yeah, I'm conservative with them the whole time. Yeah. But and I know why they have that strategy, right? Because they don't want the guy to build up some confidence on those three, four footers because later in the match it could it could really work in yeah. in their favor. Yeah. I mean if you haven't had to sink so a three it. footer until the fourteenth hole, it's yeah. gonna be a little more pressure than if you've already sunk five of them. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense to to do that. But I, I realize why people think that and, and the more people that play match play or a little wager here or there. You know, they'll they'll figure out maybe they've got a wager strategy where, you know, maybe that's it's a little easier on the early part of the round. And then later in the round, they start to why don't we why don't we up the stakes a little? Yeah. You know, and then and then add the pressure and then all of a sudden the gimmies don't happen and they try to change the game on people. I, I understand. I get it. One person to always give gimmies to and one person to never give gimmies to. The one to always give gimmies to is your father in law. <laughs> <laughs> So that guy deserves your eternal fealty. <laughs> the one guy not to ever give gimmies to, or at least not to be overzealous with, is your boss. You know, because you you got a you got a seven foot side hill putt, and you go, "Hey, that's good, boss. That's mm-hmm. we all know yeah. what you're doing there, buddy." <laughs> yeah, right. I think that's true. I think you got to be kind of judicious about what that is. Yeah, because maybe you know you got to kind of figure out who the guy is too. 
right? Exactly. Maybe he's yeah. that guy that wants to grind over everything and challenge himself on everything. And maybe he'll, he'll be offended by the fact that you didn't let him do it. Yeah. I guess. You never know. <laughs> the, the best part I like about this is <laughs> it says, um, don't take it personal when an opponent makes you putt. If you feel like it's a gimme, then go ahead and make it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. There you go. Prove it. Agreed. So. Yeah, so these rules of gimmies. I had somebody ask me this one time. He's like, well, what are the rules of gimmies? I'm, I don't know. I don't give any putts. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're asking me about rules, and I got a one rule book, you know, that USGA thing that people ask me about all the time. I don't, I don't see any gimmies in that book anyplace. Yeah. Here's one you may or may not agree with, and this, this might start a bit of an argument, but it says here that you should concede the short putt that sends the match into OT. Has said nobody wants to win on a botched three footer. Trying to make friends? I don't know. <laughs> because this this kind of argues. Because one of the other things I, I said is never I apologize the for making your I understand it's cut. a gentleman's game. I yeah. really do. Yeah, I get it. I could agree with that on a on a personal human standpoint. I really get that. Right? Mm-hmm. You should be a gentleman about it, and and then let it happen. I wonder how many times people do something like that and it comes up to bite them on the next hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are they feeling about it after they did it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, after you, the match is really you, over. You give it on 18 and then on 19, you lose it big time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It makes you wonder. Yeah. You know, about that. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know if I want to get into any arguments about that unless you're pushing me into one. Yeah. Um, no, I, the, I don't want to. It's just, I wonder about that. Just this guy was are, basically arguing with himself because one of the, the points he made earlier was um it was just the opposite to that it was it was like don't give putts just to be a nice guy don't apologize for making someone putt and don't give them a putt that you think may be questionable just to try to be a nice guy because if you do that and then you try to be a nice guy how much of a jerk are you going to look when you start to you know really buckle down and say okay that's only 13 inches but (laughs) it's a bad break and you're scared so Put it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that if you want to go to that level of explanation of how big of a jerk you're feeling about being right that moment, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, I just, I have a tendency, you know, I've been, I've been in situations similar to that. And, you know, the truth is it's probably better just to turn around and move away. Yeah. As, as if you don't want to give the putt, don't stand there and watch the guy and say nothing. Yeah. It's probably better just to take a couple steps back and give him his space yeah, and let, let, let him go. realize that he's going to make that putt. Let it go. Let it go. And let him feel the pressure. Right. <laughs> As opposed to just standing over him, acting like you're not going to give it to him and then don't. And then he feels like you're a big jerk for doing it. Right. And, and that's the overall consideration. Because when talking about gimme's, don't be a jerk. And that's the reason they, they explain it is don't, don't have a win at all cost mentality because the chances are that you were playing against a friend or an acquaintance. And there's a big difference between being competitive and being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. And it said, and if you want to go all Suzanne Peterson over five bucks, you just may be playing alone the next week. Yeah. And th- and that's, that's very true. You know, so was think that, of why you're there. Was that the Olympics or was it the, the women's open or where was it? Was she, she, uh, I think it was a Solheim cup. Solheim cup. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause that's one of the few things that they were actually playing match play against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was. I mean, all the announcers were like, "Oh, how could she make her putt that?" Um, you because saw why. they're <laughs> trying to win. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, 
It's like not having anybody hit a shot into the green going, oh, no, you'll make that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, no it's problem. not. You got you to make sure that they they can handle the situation. They can handle the pressure of the of the day, yeah. right, or of the moment. Yeah. I, I really would suggest, as as with many other things, that when you're talking about strokes and all that kind of stuff, make sure you get this all hashed out before you start. That's if you're playing for anything. If you're playing for money or if you're playing for some something that's going to count rather than just bragging rights between a, a group of friends, make sure all of this is known up front, that we're going to give gimmies on anything under two feet or we're not going to give gimmies at all or whatever, you know? Right. So just a word to the wise, which should be sufficient. People I play with, they will never give gimmies unless, <laughs> unless they're too tough butts. <laughs> and Did, good, good. Is that because, <laughs> is that because they've seen you pot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Yes, they have. As <laughs> you know, a well, I play with fact. a bunch of skinflints out there. They're not letting me do anything. <laughs> Paying them every week. <laughs> not sure I like these guys. That's right. <laughs> then again, hey, if a yeah. if golf were a game of gimmies, why play? I think Just that's. Saying. I think that's a pretty good. Is that like a a, a banner above a pro shop counter or something? Yeah. Behind a, yeah. 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 I kind of like the idea of that. Yeah. Actually, I think it was on the same board that said hot dogs were five bucks, <laughs> which, which was a totally different situation altogether. You understand? <laughs> I do. I don't I care how that. good how good a golf course hot dog is. I ain't paying five bucks for it. All right, that's it. That's that's where I draw the line. I don't know. I, I've I paid five bucks for a hot dog. I was at a baseball stadium. Well, yeah, that's true. I no. paid real quick. I was playing at a new course up in Cobb County, Georgia, back in the late nineties. It had just uh-huh. opened. It was a great course. Uh, and at the turn, I stopped and I ordered a Coke and a hot dog and a bag of chips. And the guy I was playing with ordered the same thing. And the woman came to me, gave it to me. She said, that'll be fourteen fifty. And I said, I'm not paying for both. She said, no, I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's <laughs> the last time I eat here. <laughs> I see. This hot dog better be huge. <laughs> and, and extra, extra good. We've got a few minutes uh-huh. left together yet. We'll be right back. Don't you move. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. That is it. WKND Golf Guys on Twitter. Follow us. We'd love it. There are a bunch of things that can negatively affect your performance on the golf course. You know, there's those nagging pains, the shoulder pain, elbow pain, wrist pain, even back pain, that kind of stuff. They're just nagging and and they can negatively affect how well you move. But something else is the anxiety, the nervousness, especially, you know, people watching you get a little uptight. Getting uptight is the worst thing for your golf game. So you can lose the first tee jitters and you can get on the level of performance you deserve. Well-being starts with well-care. You need to use the code WEEKEND for 20% off your first purchase. Visit WellCareBotanicals.com. That's WellCareBotanicals.com. Or you can call 888-211-2011. You've got problems with aches. you got problems with pains. Or more like me, you got problems with first tee jitters and anxiety. WellCareBotanicals.com. Use code WEEKEND. Or call 888-211-2011. Could COVID really cost you your home? Well, cybercrime is up 75%, but the type you really need to worry about is home title theft, which is why you need home title lock. Cybercriminals are after our homes, and it's easier than you'd think. 
The title documents to our homes are online now. The thief finds your home's title and forges your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home, and he's the new owner. Then he takes out loans on your home and leaves you in debt. You won't know until late payments or eviction notices arrive. Insurance doesn't cover you, and neither do common identity theft programs. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock protects your most valuable asset. The instant Home Title Lock detects someone tampering with your home's title, they help shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and receive 30 free days of protection with promo code RADIO. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. All right, so we have learned that when to give gimmies. We have learned that Fox is going to lose a lot of money not doing golf or are going to pay a lot of money not to broadcast <laughs> not golf. Not to do golf, yeah. Uh, Joe Buck is a great play-by-play announcer, pretty good at football play-by-play. Baseball, very good. Golf, not so much. And that's not just the opinion of everybody. That's the opinion of Jonathan, the coach, coachman, too, who uh, who knows his stuff. It was great to hear. Yeah, him it was. There. It was nice having him on the show. It was. He's a good, uh, a good voice, you know. Yeah. And he's. I like his energy. I like the fact that he's going to be uh, working with the PGA of America to kind of spice up the game a little bit. You yes. know, let's let's bring some uh, bring some pokes. Let's in. bring some fun. Little diversity. Some some people who might bring some fresh blood, some fresh ideas. Yeah, sure. It's a game that's been around since the 1300s, but come on, we can make a change now and again. You know. Hmm. We still don't play with, right. with hickory shafts, right? So, yeah, you know, look, the, the, the game evolves, the golf courses evolve, the, uh, the, the equipment sure evolves, right? Yeah. It certainly the, does. The, the, the view of golf always evolves. You know, we're, here's a big push, you know, when trying to get everybody to play the game, right? Yeah. No matter who they are, we're trying to get them to play the game. So you gotta, you gotta branch out. You gotta look at who they are. You gotta look at what interests them. You gotta look at how are we gonna get them on the golf course, right? Cause yeah. it's a great game. Everybody loves it who plays it. And well, outside of the people who hate it because they don't play it so well, um, but even those but they people have that love, love it. hate relationship. Yeah, they with keep it, right? coming back, man. Well, I know. Once you learn, you don't have to be great to enjoy it. Once you realize that the golf is not a game that you have to compete to play, like every other game. It's not a baseball, right. a football, a basketball. It's you playing. You can play alone. You can play against the course. You don't have to compete against somebody. It's why it's so addicting. It is. Right. It is. It's, it's why golfers do things that other sports people don't do. They, yeah. you know, they just will, they, they get obsessed by it. And it's terrific because th- there are a lot worse things that you could, you could do. And it's broken down for handicap. You can, you can compete head to head with somebody who's much better than you or is not anywhere near as good as you. And speaking of which, uh, again, thanks to spending time uh, at, at listening intently to one Mr. Jeff Smith. Eight. Current handicap. Eight. Eight. Strong work. Yes. Strong work. That is big improvement for you. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. So get your clubs, get your balls, get get your game, whether it's good or bad. Get out to a golf course and play some golf. A lot of golf. Play a lot of golf. <laughs>